0: This is Radio Stockdale. Many people have said we're at a tipping point, a discontinuity in human existence that might be as pivotal as fire, the wheel, the internet, fundamental shifts in the way we live our lives, AI, artificial intelligence, is here. It could expand far beyond what anyone could have imagined. What was once considered mere science fiction will become an integral part of everyday life. AI will permeate every industry, revolutionizing the way people work, live, and interact. In this future, AI will evolve to possess an unprecedented level of intelligence and adaptability. Machines equipped with advanced neural networks and self-learning algorithms will be capable of processing vast amounts of data in a matter of seconds. They will become creative problem solvers, inventors, and even companions to humans. Artificial intelligence has emerged at the profound intersection, a convergence of intellect and morality, with the boundaries between the artificial and the ethical blur. It beckons us to explore the moral dimensions that shape our creation, and in turn, that creation shapes us. In the realm of AI and ethics, we tread on uncharted territory, a territory teeming with challenges and opportunities. Dr. Joe Thomas leads the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. He says that that convergence is here, and there's a question as to whether or not humanity is prepared.
1: In my estimation, I think some of the world is prepared for what's coming. What we see right now, I think, in regard to artificial intelligence is just an inflection point on a very long, in fact, multi-decade journey. Uh, If you think about it, artificial intelligence was part of a, a conversation going back to the 1940s. Alan Turing very famously posed the question, can machines think in a paper released in 1950? That paper gave rise to the so-called Turing test, uh, which is a test of whether uh, a machine can be made indistinguishable from a human being in how it interacts. This is a long-term conversation. There is something exciting in this moment. I think we are, in fact, emerging from another AI winter, as it's sometimes referred to, because there have been periods since the 40s where there's been a great deal of hype surrounding artificial intelligence. Great promises were made. Great hyperbolic claims were made about what AI is going to do and do soon. The problem is it hasn't always lived up to that. And for that reason, over periods, interest has fallen off. Um, I think we are emerging from a period of AI winter, and it started really back in 2016, 2017 uh, with the founding of OpenAI. And it certainly accelerated when OpenAI released GPT-4 in March of this year, because then it caught national, in fact, international attention. The promise of AI looked like it was going to be delivered. And it scared people and it and it uh, invigorated people all at the same time. So some of the world, going back to your question, some of the world is prepared for that, has been thinking about this a long time. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think that that we here in this center and in institution more broadly uh, are hoping to be early adopters. Uh, I know in, I mentioned in March with the release of uh, GPT-4, I got a subscription to that almost immediately and, and started playing around to, to try to better understand its implications uh, for educators, for those engaged in leader development and beyond. Uh, so some of the world's prepared, and then there's other parts of the world without question that will be run over by this technological innovation that's uh, that's seeming to, to go into a boom phase here shortly. There are going to be, be people left behind by it. There's no question. There's all sorts of ideas that uh, white-collar work, uh, the idea economy is under threat as a result of this, but you don't have to look too far uh, through our history to find people who are utterly pessimistic about technological innovation. And, and it was found that they were wrong all along.
0: We've had years, we've had, frankly, centuries to learn how to build and mold leaders of character,
1: moral leaders. Can we make moral machines? I think the simple answer to that is yes. If, if we define moral as the ability to differentiate right from wrong, machines for a very long time have uh, been programmable in such a way to, to be given criteria to help determine uh, right from wrong. So that on that simple level, the answer there is yes. I, I think a larger question, though, goes beyond just an if-then uh, situation where you're given a scenario and uh, a machine can augment your ability to understand right from wrong. In um, the the answer to this might lie in one lane within artificial intelligence. And this is oftentimes referred to as affective computing. Affective computing is the merge point between computer science and psychology or the behavioral sciences more broadly. And the purpose of this merge of these seemingly disparate fields is to recognize, interpret, Uh, process, simulate human affect through machines. Um, And I I think an underlying question to this then is, can machines be taught emotional intelligence? Can they be taught through machine learning, machine learning being uh, computer algorithms that improve automatically through experience, can they be taught to experience and display empathy? That's a really interesting question uh, to to answer, uh, to to, to respond to another question, this idea of being moral. If a machine can be taught to experience empathy, uh, then it seems to me we've crossed some type of threshold, Um, because at that point, the possibility is to use artificial intelligence or augmented intelligence uh, as perhaps a personalized AI assistant or tutor or mentor or coach to make us as leaders more effective decision makers, to make us better capable of solving wicked problems. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? So I, I think there's an unmitigated good possible in all of this, uh, this development of AI because of that. So who is
0: going to be responsible for programming empathy into those prompts? Military is building kinetic weapons. Hackers are building cryptocurrency. Corporations are building profit. Who's going to make that moral machine? Is there going to be a place where there's a center for ethical computer empathy?
1: We've been talking about these things. We've been doing research on these things for an awfully long time. Here at the Stockdale Center, we have philosophers in uh, the Leadership, Ethics, and Law Department just down the hall. And these philosophers come from a variety of disciplines within the field of philosophy. And we have every flavor of philosopher. It's often said between uh, the Stockdale Center and the Leadership, Ethics, and Law Department. I think it's inevitable, though, that in the, in the near-term future, we will hire a philosopher who specializes, focuses on the ethics of artificial intelligence, to answer uh, that very question that you pose. Uh, This is a person that's going to wrestle with everything from intellectual property, right? And integrity, since we can't watermark uh, things produced in GPT-4 or any other AI program that I'm aware of, there's no effective way of watermarking those and telling the difference between something that's been produced by AI and something that's been produced uh, by a student for a human, for example. Uh, They're going to look at, from that end of the spectrum, through the idea of machine consciousness, which is to say an awareness of its own existence, because there's a lot of philosophical and and ethical implications uh, for that question, all the way to the end of the spectrum of of, uh, of the idea of singularity. When technology becomes uncontrollable uh, or irresistible, there's certainly... Uh, implications of reaching singularity, which the the very famous uh, science fiction writer Ray Kurzweil said, we will reach by 2045. And then it it keeps getting updated and brought further and further, uh, closer and closer to us uh, since that point. He wrote that originally in 2005, by the way. So there there are certain obvious things that we've been looking at for a long time around here that any of us. You don't have to be a philosopher to think about these things and contribute to the dialogue there regarding autonomous weapon systems, human in the loop questions, or human on the loop, where you can uh, you can terminate uh, weapons as they're moving toward a target, or human out of the loop, fully autonomous systems. We've been talking about this for well over a decade here at the Stockdale Center. But I think some of these deeper questions uh, now that the very nature of the questions are changing as a result of, of, uh, of large language models and what it's giving us, machine learning, what it's giving us uh, is gonna demand a whole new set of talent here as we, we think about the talent we bring into the center as a think tank.
0: Joe Thomas is the director of the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. Joe, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Michael. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at StockdaleCenter.com slash podcasts.